We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. Not a ton of 49ers news to get into, but there is a ton of NFL quarterback news that we're going to dive into um, and and try and tie it to the 49ers a little bit, including Lamar Jackson getting the non-exclusive franchise tag. We'll dive into that as well. That's coming up. Let's talk about it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. So I want to start here with the Lamar Jackson stuff for a few reasons. One, it's just a fascinating like free agent situation with a quarterback that wants to get paid, but a team that wants to pay him, but not necessarily with the contract that he's looking for. And they non-exclusive franchise tagged him, which means... He's on the tag, but he can negotiate with other teams. And if he signs elsewhere, the signing team owes the Ravens two first round picks. That's kind of where they're at. So I've seen both just on general NFL Twitter and then and then in Niners Twitter this this like notion or not notion, but this idea that the 49ers should be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Why would they not go get Lamar Jackson? And there's several things that I unpack here, but the the big thing to me is like just let's let's start at this point. They can't on the non-exclusive franchise tag. They can't just go out right and sign him because they don't have a first round pick this year. So it'd have to be like a sign and trade scenario. But my question is like forget the logistics. Let's say they figure that out. Is Lamar Jackson a quarterback that Kyle Shanahan would even want? Like knowing what we know about what he looks for in a quarterback? Um, I think Kyle Shanahan could make it work really with with any quarterback. Like if he if he got sure. Lamar Jackson, 
Kyle Shannon yes. could figure out an offense. I think that would that would work. Yes, one hundred percent. But question. it might not be what Kyle Shanahan wants precisely in a quarterback. If you gave Kyle Shanahan his choice, right, of like the ideal quarterback, it probably. I mean, it would be Drew Brees combined with Lamar Jackson, right? Isn't that what he said to my question and leading up to the twenty twenty one draft? Was yeah, like, but is it Brees and Jackson? Yeah. Brees and Jackson. Who, what did I say? Did I not say? No, I was, I was, I was, no. I, I couldn't remember if that was. Exactly yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the running game stuff would be absurd, right? But the passing game stuff, I don't know. I, logistically, the Niners don't have a first round pick to trade. And the, that trade, like the, the rule that, the non-exclusive tag. I think my understanding is that like the the trade would have to include two first round picks. That's not the trade necessarily. Like it could be two first round picks, but it would right. probably be more for Lamar Jackson. Correct. So would the 49ers three years removed from investing three first round picks in Trey Lance really be all that interested in going to get Lamar Jackson when it's unknown what his contract demands are. Now, we can all assume that Lamar Jackson, since he's representing himself, wants a five-year, $230 million contract fully guaranteed that Deshaun Watson got. Right. And I don't necessarily blame him for wanting that because I think he has a better case for that kind of money than Deshaun Watson did when he got it from the Browns. 100%. And I think the Browns kind of ruined the market for, like, in the same way... You know, like NBA fans, it's the same way that the Rudy Gobert trade with Minnesota and Utah ruined the trade market for some of these stars. Like this Deshaun Watson contract is a big time albatross and teams don't want to sign it, rightfully so, but it is sort of the standard for an elite MVP level quarterback that Lamar Jackson has proven to be because he won an MVP a couple years ago. Right, right. So, I mean, I don't blame Lamar Jackson at all if he does want a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract. I also don't blame owners at all for not wanting to pay him that because of the injury concerns, because you might be concerned about how he's performed in the playoffs. It's no guarantee that you're going to get adequate return on that investment. And if Lamar Jackson does get hurt or he doesn't play up to the standard, an MVP level standard that that contract suggests, then all of a sudden you're dealing with a fully guaranteed contract that you just can't really get off of. Right. I think I, and this is not a Lamar Jackson specific thing outside of Deshaun Watson, which was an insane moment in NFL history that that went down and went down the way that it did. But I think outside of Patrick Mahomes, I don't know that any quarterback is walking into their front office and going, I would like $280 million fully guaranteed, please, and getting it. I think there would be a lockout if that happened, honestly. <laughs> if Joe Burrow kicked in the door and said, I want $280 million. Yeah, yeah, like it, it fully guaranteed contracts over five years, like that length is ludicrous. Right, just from well, it, like if you're, it, you know, it's based on it's so bad on NFL contracts. It is, yes, yeah, and like fully, like fully guaranteeing that much money is just super risky. 
because yes. as we've seen, quarterbacks rise and fall all the time. And we don't have any true guarantee that Lamar Jackson is going to be an MVP caliber caliber quarterback over the long haul, particularly given his play style. Like, how mm-hmm. is that play style going to age? And this is not a knock on Lamar. Like, he's entitled to ask for whatever he wants. But the other thing, too, is that he's in a position where it's incredibly difficult for him to negotiate with other teams because he doesn't have an agent. Mm -hmm. He's representing himself. And I get I totally understand, like where Richard Sherman was coming from with all the agency stuff. If you're smart enough to negotiate and you know how the math works and you know how contracts work, more power to you. Keep that four percent or whatever the agent's fee is. Right. But it also makes it a lot more difficult because like this is this is what you have an agent for is to contact these teams and negotiate and talk about trade parameters. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that that's right. that that's a big part of this that I cannot imagine Lamar Jackson is is putting on his like accountant's hat and like figuring how all this how his contract's going to work from a cap perspective with any team. He's like, "No, I want 5 years, 250 million fully guaranteed." And, and that, that's where it starts and stops. Agencies have like teams of people <laughs> yeah. that work on this stuff. It's not one guy crushing all the numbers and figuring it all out. Yeah. So it's a it's a tall task. And I get like I I, I wanna I think what you said at the top of this is right. Like Kyle Shanahan, if if the 49ers got Lamar Jackson for free tomorrow, just like hey, he's on the 49ers now. League edict, he plays in San Francisco. The Niners offense would be unbelievable. And I think when you look at Lamar Jackson's numbers, like forget forget the fact he's missed 10 games the last two years. That's a separate thing. But over the last two years, he's at 33 touchdowns and 20 picks. And he's less than 65% uh, completion, about 63%. Um, he's just not been, he's, he's seven and a half and then 6.9 yards per attempt. The thing I would, I would say there is that's a Greg Roman passing offense. And you and I went back and rewatched some of those 2011 49ers games. It's a mess. That that passing offense is a mess. A lot of stop routes think, to Braylon Edwards. And I don't think that was exclusively because of because of, of Alex Smith. So I get the idea and I get why. Like I don't want this to seem like I think Lamar Jackson would be bad on the 49ers. I think very much the opposite. But just when you look at all the things it would take, and then you take into account, like I said, he's missed 10 games in the last two years. And you take into account the financial aspect of it. Because one of the 49ers' biggest advantages right now that they have on the league is that they can pay all the guys that they pay because they don't have an expensive quarterback. Right. They're paying what is essentially pennies at that position. And so if they're going to bring in a a quarterback that's going to cost them that amount of money, which I don't think they are, but if they were, I don't think it would be a player that, like I said, has missed 10 games in the last two years, had a knee thing this year, uh, relies a lot on his athleticism, has been up and down as a passer in the middle of the field in his career where Kyle Shanahan's offense rarely thrives. So I think it would work, but I just can't, when you when I put myself in Kyle Shanahan's brain, and what we know about what he says about quarterbacks and how he evaluates quarterbacks and the quarterbacks he's taken and quarterbacks he's passed on. I don't think Lamar Jackson is the guy that they would go like, okay, 
we're going to do a sign and trade type of thing where he signs a tag with them. We trade for him and it's going to be multiple picks and it's going to be this player. And then we're going to break him off for 50 million a year. I just don't think Lamar Jackson's that quarterback. Yeah, like, so a few things have to happen if for the 49ers to even get Lamar Jackson, right? They have to have the best trade package available for the Ravens. Right. Without a first-round pick. Without a first-round pick in 2023. So that means you're probably adding an extra first-round pick on the back end of whatever mm-hmm. of whatever trade package you're sending over. So... You know, forget the eight to 10 teams or whatever that need quarterbacks that have first round picks and potentially like top 10 first round picks in this upcoming draft, right? The mm-hmm. 49ers would need to beat the trade package of those teams without the picks, without a first round pick and without all the picks they traded for Christian McCaffrey. And then they would need to figure out the cap gymnastics in order to make a contract work. Jeez. And if any team is leery of paying a quarterback who has injury concerns top dollar, and this is me speculating, I would imagine the 49ers would be absolutely terrified given all the injury issues (laughs) they've had at quarterback recently, (laughs) right? It would be one thing if they were paying somebody who never missed time, like Eli Manning, not like Eli Manning, some great quarterback that they should have went out and paid, but like, one of the things that made Eli Manning Eli Manning was that he never missed games, right? Russell Wilson at at his peak never missed games. Mm -hmm. And that's, as the 49ers are learning, that is super, super valuable to have a quarterback that you know is more than likely going to be out there and playing in every game you have. And that's really been the 49ers' biggest issue is just quarterback availability. Right. So, you know, like it... You can dream about the offense Kyle Shanahan could create with Lamar Jackson. So unbelievable. And Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Like it it would be amazing. But they might score 50 points again. They might, but I also don't think <laughs> I, I just it's not gonna happen. Like there's well, no way the 49ers can field a trade package that's gonna be the best one the Ravens get. And <laughs> it would be I don't know if virtually impossible is the word, but almost impossible for them to work out a fully guaranteed contract that Lamar Jackson is likely after. Right. And not to mention the way Kyle Shanahan talked about Brock Purdy last year was glowing. And even if the, and not and aside they just invested three first round picks in Trey Lance. So they have a guy they've invested three first-round picks in. They have a guy who operated their offense at the highest level that it's been operated since Kyle Shanahan got here. And he was doing that in his rookie year. Even if Brock Purdy is out for the year, I don't see the 49ers going, okay, blow everything up. Uh, gotta go get a new franchise quarterback. Like, I just don't... They took their swing with Trey Lance. Like there's it would need there, to be it would need so to be hurdles to clear to get there, and that's if they would even want him. Right. The so Brock Purdy is going to have surgery in three days. Yeah, recording this Tuesdays. Recording this Tuesday. Friday. Getting it Friday. Their quarterback decision is going to hinge on what happens when Brock Purdy's elbows cut open, and they figure out whether or not he needs a repair or reconstruction in that UCL. 
Um, yes. But even well, then, but even then, but even then, if if Brock Purdy is out for the year, I don't. We don't know. We're not going to know until they cut his arm up. But if he's out for the year, Niners quarterback might be like, yeah, going to pay Baker Mayfield a little extra for a well, year. I, I think it's it's like okay, do they get somebody like if Brock Purdy's out, say nine months, say he's not going to be back for the start of the regular season, it's a nine month recovery. Then it's like okay, you roll with Trey Lance, and you get somebody as a backup, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, somebody who you feel comfortable starting games because you have to operate under the assumption that whoever that player is, is going to have to start at some point. Maybe it's Matt Ryan, although Matt Ryan's made almost like $300 million in his career. It would be kind of wild to just like come be a third string quarterback. But anyway, if Brock Purdy's out for nine months, that's the guy they sign is somebody like, okay, this is going to be a second or third string guy who we think might be able to start games for us if needed. Or if Brock Purdy's out six months, then you draft another guy in the sixth or seventh round or pick up another guy to go get Nate Sudfeld back in free agency or, you know, go get an undrafted free agent. Like that's how I think they view this thing. They're not going to go make an insane splash that still reverberates four or five years from now. I think you're muted. No, I am. Okay. I, I, I'm not anymore though. <laughs> okay. Great work. <laughs> I'm still muted. I'm just talking really loud. Yeah. It's getting through the mute. <laughs> no, that's, that's just the thing that was like, bro. So if Purdy's out in nine to 12 months, I, I think, like I said, they go find a quarterback that they think, okay, this is QB2 and potentially QB1. So that's the type of player I think I think they go get. And it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way. When you look at the other contracts that are being doled out in the market right now, you have Daniel Jones getting four years, $160 million. We're not going to dive into the structures. We're just giving you kind of $4 dollars. Oh, do we, don't, do we have the structures yet? I think the structures on some of them are out. Okay. They're basically all like two-year deals kind of thing. Right. Uh, Derek, the quarterback contracts are different because usually those ones end up tolling in full. Right. But four years, one hundred and fifty for Derek Carr, and then three years, or uh, yeah, and then three years, one hundred and five million for for Geno Smith. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get paid because you start connecting dots, and it's like even if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, there's still a bunch of teams that'll need quarterbacks. So like like the Packers. You don't think they go with Jordan Love? I think they go with Jordan Love. Yeah, but like Jordan Love and Jimmy wouldn't be a terrible quarterback room. No doubt. But I mean, there's the Packers, there's the Raiders. I saw the Texans' names mentioned, I think, by Albert Breer. The like Colts. They, there's just the Colts. There's just a bunch of things that can be quarterbacks. Washington. Anyways, Jimmy's going to get paid. So I just don't think that option's on the table for the 49ers. And John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan basically said as much. But if Brock's out nine months, that means he's not coming back and ready to play until like, Late December, mid December, like that's that's tough. Like at that point, to me, like you got to just act as though he's out for the year. But talking about long term and and how the 49ers are going to operate in the market, there's just I don't think there's any scenario, regardless of what happens with Brock Purdy's elbow, whether it's six months, nine months, twelve months, and anything in between. I don't think the Niners are looking for a quarterback of the future. I think they're looking at Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and going, okay, it's one of these two guys. Maybe Lance. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. 
So it's one of those two guys. And anything they they anyone they acquire this offseason would be a one year fix. Yes, that's the bottom line. So and which is I, why trading Trey Lance, I know there's this idea that like maybe the 49ers are going to trade Trey Lance. And by the way, like the uh, the video going around with the Seinfeld thing and John Lynch like scratching the top of his head, like <laughs> that is pretty spot on if you've seen that. I would, really good. I would go find it on on Twitter um if you haven't seen it yet. But despite all that, like I mean, the thing is here is like, it doesn't feel like the 49ers are as enamored with Trey Lance as maybe they were, you know, this time last year or after they drafted him. Mm-hmm. But they kind of have to see it out. And if they if they trade Trey Lance, which I don't think they do. But if they trade him, then you're like. I mean, they're not going to trade him until they know for sure what's going to what's up with Brock Purdy's elbow. But even then, trading him doesn't right. make sense unless you get somebody who you think can start ASAP. Yes. And I don't know why, like, that's, I don't know, we've we've talked about this before, but if you're going to, if if you were comfortable starting Trey Lance last year, and going, hey, this is going to be the guy, I got the Jimmy Garoppolo contingency plan, but this is the starter. I just, and you think he just needs to play. I don't know why you wouldn't just let that rip again. Yeah, it would be really stunning to me for that game and a quarter of Trey Lance last year. The 49ers would just be out. Would just punt. Yeah. That would be that'd be a lot. So yeah, I think I mean this is this is a huge offseason for Trey, obviously. And his future is pretty with the team is pretty much gonna ride on how this offseason goes and if he starts games early on in the season or he has to start half of the games or all of the games. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much going to determine his future with the organization. Because at this point, I mean, we know the mandate is to win right now. Yeah. And it'll be three years. Like, three years is enough time, What, regardless of how big the sample size is. Three years is enough time to determine if you like this guy and you want to move forward with this guy. So you remember, yeah. like, Fournier's needed five games before they decided to pay Jimmy Garoppolo. Five games. Five games. And he won all five and looked good in it. So, but. like, three years should be more than enough sample size. Like, we're not going to do the thing where, you know, Trey starts here and there, and uh, there's some really good stuff, some bad stuff, and then and then they're like, no, we need to see more to, to figure out whether or not Trey's good. It's like, no, three years should be plenty of time. To figure out whether you want to pick up his fifth year option, whether or not you want you're even thinking about extending him to a second contract. So, you know, there's it's a it's a big off season for Trey and a a big season upcoming for Trey for sure. But if they traded him, that would probably be one of the more stunning things. I would be I would be floored if they traded him like already. I mean, I understand. I understand that. Okay, maybe they're not. They were a little underwhelmed by his athleticism or whatever. But took him third overall, and you're gonna let two starts as a rookie, and then a start in one quarter, as in his second year, determine that like okay, it's time to trade him. That'd be nuts. Like if he's just not given- good. Like if he plays, if he plays, let's say they give him seven games. Let's say he starts and gets seven starts. And he's just not very good. 
then okay, fine. If you want to trade him at that point, cool. But I just I can't imagine that they're it, especially since like what's the market right now? They're not just going to take a third for him just to get him out of the building. I mean, he's not. So you, could you get a third for him? I I pit, call it a fifth. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's I the no thing, right? Like, is. Trey Lance isn't worth three first round picks right now. No, <laughs> he's not worth one. Yeah, you wouldn't get a first round pick in a trade for Trey Lance right now. No. So if you're trading him now, you're trading him while the value is at its lowest. And if you trade him, you better have a plan, an alternative plan that's better than the guy that's been in your building for the last two plus years to go help you win a Super Bowl. Well, and it's a risk reward, right? Like, let's say it's a fourth. Let's just split the difference at three and five and call it a fourth. So, okay, so you get a fourth for him. The risk is, okay, you trade him and he develops and it turns out he's really good and then you have this fourth round pick still possible sure and i'm i'm i still think trey lance can be a good player i'm very bullish on trey lance still whether it's in a 49 uniform i don't know but i i I, i'm i'm still believer in trey lance personally and i know you are as well this is a trey lance believing podcast but so you can take your fourth pick and and cross your fingers that he never develops. <laughs> or you can say you keep your fourth and roll the dice this offseason, see how he does. And at worst, you have the former number three pick as your backup quarterback. And then trade him next offseason or whatever, whatever happens, you know, do that then. But I just, I said this early in the offseason. I still think like the best, the best thing the 49ers can do is develop Trey Lance this year. Yeah, like I that's agree. The, the single biggest focus of their offseason is getting him to a point where they're like, oh, low quarterback controversy. Because right now, I, I think if if you ask Kyle Shanahan, and maybe he wouldn't even need true serum for this, but he would say there's not a competition like Brock's QB1. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Okay, so say, just hypothetically, say Brock Purdy is, requires a complete reconstruction, will not play football next year. Okay. And say you're Kyle Shannon and John Lynch, and you just can't, you decide that you can't get Trey Lance out of the building fast enough. Jeez. Okay. What's your option that help that gives you the best shot at winning the Super Bowl? No Trey Lance and no Brock Purdy? Yeah. Like, what's your best quarterback is, option? Like, and no, and no Lamar Jackson. We're assuming it's not Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jimmy? <laughs> no, uh let's let's say so a free agents not named Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it genuinely might be like Baker Mayfield. Tom Brady? Sam Darnold. I t- sure. Like if if Tom Brady wants to play sure. Philip Rogers? Rivers is out. I think did Rivers you, is did way you hear about that. I did. Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen said one of the rumors he heard at the combine was that Philip Rivers, toward the end of last year, looked at the Dolphins and Niners and said, "Don't play," and called him. And uh, neither team pulled the trigger on old on old Phil. Old Shout Phil out to him is, for, is is the correct way to put it. If the not old old yeah old Philip no he's forty he's gonna be forty one in December or forty two in December but I just thought that was funny. Philip Rivers being like, I'm done. Let's take a look at the rosters. Oh, Mr. Irrelevant? Like, oh, call him. He back. was exceedingly washed. Oh, super washed. I With think they went, I think the Colts, I think the Colts went 11 and 5 in his last year, though. Winning quarterback. Make the playoffs against, uh, against like the Bills. Another thing that happened. Did I dream that? We're going to go <laughs> to your point. We're. Weird. We're gonna go through all this, and Jimmy's just gonna be the week one starter. It's dude, it, it, like okay, so all right, look. <laughs> so Kyle Shanahan says I don't see a scenario where that happens, and John Lynch says our relationship has run its course, and we know the injury stuff, and we know the, um, you know, just kind of they 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 were trying to get off him anyways, um, but at the same time. Given how this whole situation has gone just since 2017, <laughs> would it? <laughs> it's becoming, it would still knock my socks off, but like they're flying less and less distance from my feet. You know, like, <laughs> like it's just, I, I'm just, I'm looking at, Okay, Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. The Packers go with uh the Packers go with Jordan Love. The Raiders decide they really want Anthony Richardson, so they draft Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or whatever, and the Texans are going with Bryce Young. And all of a sudden, and the Bucks go with Kyle Trask, they decide they're going to give him a shot. And the Panthers draft Will Levis or CJ Stroud or whoever. Like I'm not opening the door, but I'm unlocking. Just in case. And maybe maybe Garoppolo is like, I'd rather play in the XFL than play for the 49ers again. And, and that'll be that. But, man. Let's remind the listener this is a purely hypothetical scenario. 
Yeah, I don't. I would not. I would not. I would not bet on it happening. I would bet no amount of money that Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back. But <laughs> I, I found my answer, and on on who gives the Niners the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Who they could realistically get? If you say Nick Mullins, I'm shutting this Zoom down. Kirk Cousins, stop. <laughs> Has one year and thirty-five million dollars left oh. on his Viking contract. <laughs> okay, but but see, like we're going through this exercise. We're I'm doing this because it's like, yeah, they're not trading Trey Lance because this is a conversation. Unless don't like the only way it makes sense is to trade Trey Lance is if you're absolutely positively certain Brock Purdy is going to be able to take first team reps at the start of training camp. Right. Otherwise, even then, even then, like, so I bring up Kirk Cousins, one year, thirty-five million. They have a new GM. Like, Cousins is thirty-five. Could you package a couple of your thirds and just go get Kirk Cousins and have him for one year? Are the fourteen and three Minnesota Vikings going to trade their quarterback for a couple of thirds? Would it surprise you? Yes. Yeah, I would actually. The, the, it's it's a front office that inherited Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but that front office also gave him a fully guaranteed like seventy million dollar extension last year, and then they went fourteen and three. Yeah, if fraudulent. I'm fraudulent. Just, I'm just saying, three. if you want an out from Kirk Cousins, if you're the Vikings, like oh, a couple thirds, man, or like I, man. a couple thirds and a prospect, or you know. I'm just saying. I can't decide which would be the more aggravating result. Jimmy Garoppolo back on a one-year $15 million deal or Kirk Cousins in a trade. Oh, Jimmy's more aggravating for sure, I think. And Are look, you- I'm a big I'm a big Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo like apologist supporter however you want to put it. Like I think what Jimmy did just in terms of like being a professional and not being a nuclear bomb in the 49ers locker room like is commendable like Jimmy is a pro Jimmy's very self-aware Jimmy dealt with the Niners making the Trey Lance trade and then quarterbacked that team through injury to the NFC championship game right and stuck around when he didn't necessarily have to came back the next year and played arguably the best football of his career so like credit to Jimmy Garoppolo for that but Jimmy Garoppolo would be more aggravating than Kirk Cousins at this point because we've seen what the Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> ride looks like. It we probably looks a lot like the Kirk Cousins ride. <laughs> the Kirk Cousins thing to me would be more aggravating because it's been just hanging there since 2018 like or 2017. <laughs> they skipped Patrick Mahomes and then Deshaun Watson, which, you know, that's a separate thing. But, like, they did all that. And then they wind up with Jimmy Garoppolo and it was like, eh, okay, fine. Jimmy, instead of cut, like all of, like, it would just feel like a culmination of just bullshit. It's, there's a feeling of inevitability. And Jimmy, Jimmy would be the like, like thousand paper cuts. Whereas, whereas Cousins would be the like frying pan to the face. Kirk Cousins Again, I'm not, have... a, I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins guy. He's missed one game 
since 2015. Would you rather have three Jimmy Garoppolo sized Kirk Cousins or one <laughs> Kirk Cousins sized Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. But no, I mean, Kirk Cousins threw for 4,500 yards and 29 touchdown passes last year. Look, and again, I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy, but like this is, I think my answer to the question of if it's not Brock Purdy and it's not Trey Lance, who is potentially attainable that gives the 49ers the best chance of going to a, or winning a Super Bowl, it's probably Kirk Cousins. And I take no joy in saying that, but I would Sam say Darnold Tom Brady, but he's, he's retired. What's that? Sam Darnold couldn't get after it in this offense. What have you seen from Sam Darnold that makes you think he's better than Kirk Cousins? Well, boy, nothing. But <laughs> he's younger. He'd be cheaper. Flashed a little bit with Carolina at the end of the year last year. Kirk Cousins is disliked, and I think it's fair because he's kind of a meme. But like, if you just if you're only caring about production and availability. Kirk Cousins isn't terrible. Three straight, three straight, four thousand yard seasons with at least twenty nine touchdown passes. So Apple, he's be been the apple anymore. of Kyle Shanahan's eye for a long time. Don't I know it? God, it's just again, it's it's probably not going to get to that point. But like we we have this conversation because of the the idea around like trading Trey Lance, like that's the alternative. Right. If you trade Trey Lance and Brock Purdy can't play, then like, that's what you're, those are the scenarios you're looking at. Right. Now the 49er, if, if, what a mess. if Brock Purdy can play, then maybe you can trade Trey Lance and maybe it's a little bit more palatable for all parties involved. But even I would say even that's kind of risky. Yeah. No, then who's your backup quarterback? quarterback room, their quarterback room is going to wind up because I'm I'm of the mind that like this is all speculation by me, but you don't know what you can do with the ligament until doctors don't know what they can do with the ligament until they cut the arm open. But the fact that there's been this reporting out from multiple like credible reporters that like oh yeah all signs point to it being the repair which is the six-month recovery timeline. Like, that's coming from somebody. So, I mean, that's the just... hope, though. There's a, right. the, John Lynch at the Combine this week wasn't... That's true. ...100% confident that that's, that's what true. was going to happen. But I, I just... I Their quarterback room is going to be some, some combination of Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and some veteran, I think. And then they, they'll probably draft a quarterback late and do the practice squad thing and do what they wanted to do with Brock Purdy this year. Think about how catastrophic Trey Lance would have to be behind the scenes for them to go into last season comfortable with him being the starting quarterback and then deciding after a game and a half of on-field play right. that they're like, nope, we got to trade him while his value's at its all, all-time lowest. Yeah. That would I be... I just can't fathom that. It's wild to get there. Like, I can, I can fathom it. I can... See, but I, I would, man, that would be a an all-time catastrophic event for the Niners. If they're just like, this dude is incapable and we're 
cutting bait three years and three and a half starts into this Trey Lance thing. Yeah, that would be crazy. That'd be tough. Anyway, Kirk Cousins. Do you right? think they? Do you think they give him a uh, number eight? Stop. <laughs> I'm ejecting out of this podcast now. <laughs> I would not like that. So no franchise tag for the Niners. There's already been sort of like there was initially some reporting. I mean, there was a lot of reporting, and I think Robbie Gold openly said it to a few different reporters that he's not coming back to the Niners. Matt Barrow said, yeah, it might be a 50-50 thing, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. And, really interesting. And kind of similar with Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward's not ruling coming back to the Niners, at least publicly. Yeah, I... If I'm the Niners, I'm resigning Jimmy Ward, or I'm doing what I can to resign Jimmy Ward, mostly because they don't have anybody to replace him. If and I'm the don't. Niners, if I'm Jimmy Ward, first of all, I am requesting, and I mean this with no disrespect, but I am requesting them to punt Tayshawn Gibson to the moon and give me my starting job back. If I'm Jimmy Ward, or like <laughs> use Tayshawn Gibson as a veteran backup. Yeah. Which is what he should probably be at this point. Yeah. Like the, the Again, fact no that disrespect. the fact that Jimmy Ward wasn't because we've seen it, right? Like Tyron Matthew did this for the Cardinals. I think he did it for the Chiefs. He played safety and slot corner. And like if anybody, particularly given how many positions he's played over full seasons, Jimmy Ward is that guy who can play safety and base. Mm-hmm. And then nickel in sub. And he just never got that opportunity. And he played way fewer snaps because of it. And it led to Tayshawn Gibson taking over his starting role. Jimmy Ward was a team captain. I'm like, yeah, Tayshawn Gibson had a nice year. But, man, that's tough. You're Jimmy Ward, you're the longest tenured guy in the team. You're team captain. You've been through all these injuries. You do everything the team asks of you. And then in your contract year, they're like, yeah, you're going to play fewer snaps at a less lucrative position. Man, I would be hot. Like, I would not be. I would not be thrilled. Yeah. And not even a guy that's like, hey, he was here all camp. He did a great job while you were out. It's like, no, man, he was signed a week before the final preseason game as a body. Right. And they're like, yeah, this guy. <laughs> I, don't I just don't. Yeah. And not to again, not to disparage taste. Sean Gibson, like he did a nice job, but it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Niners gave up like more long touchdowns this year, more long completions this year than they had in the past. Yeah. That's all. Anyways. That was my, probably my one quibble. Not my one, but one of the very, very few quibbles I'd have with Kyle Shannon and and D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Interesting decision to be sure. Anyway, all right, let's get out of here. Okay. It's been a while since we've potted together. Feels good. Feels good to be back on the horse. Feels great. Um, I got to go to the Warriors game last week, which is why yep. I was not here. I don't know if you guys mentioned it on the pod or not. I didn't yeah. listen. Oh, yeah, we did. Thanks for not um, listening. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> just an absolute blast of a game to be at. Just a comeback against the Clippers. I had a great time. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I've been been in oklahoma city next week 
I'm going to Chicago and Brooklyn and Washington, D.C. for a Kings road trip, which will be great, but it coincides with the start of NFL free agency. So it will be difficult to pod. We will figure something out. Yeah, we'll have content. There will be content. Um, You know, the. uh, The day job takes precedent Hmm. at times like these. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. This is a, uh, as good as this pod is, it's not my full time, my full time gig. <laughs> Same. <laughs> anyway. Right. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. We'll be back uh, Thursday. Yeah. We'll have another pod out for you Thursday. We're having some fun doing an NFL draft exercise. So make sure to check your feed for that. Subscribe, rate, review, do all those things if you haven't already. If you have, tell a friend who hasn't done it. It's good for you. I'm not a doctor, but I think that's right. Yes, sir. Goodbye.